Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And Casey, mm-hmm. uh, very important segment we're about to do. We have an update on this special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to uh, to eat his own vomit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're keeping this story going, uh, giving our listeners a chance to stay informed as to what's going on. And you know what's amazing? I was talking with somebody in, in town yesterday about this. This is such a big story, and it has so many important tentacles to it. And yet, for some reason, other than us, the media in this city doesn't seem to want to touch this story. Yeah, have gone quiet. Yeah, and so we've got all sorts of big updates going on with this story. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. Catherine Michael, Tammy Meyer, they're the attorneys for this poor young boy who was forced to eat his own vomit. All right, um, Catherine, Tammy, whoever wants to take this first, you told me yesterday, big news, there's another video that has surfaced of this kid, uh, of what it appears to be being abused. Yeah, we've we've we have in our possession now yet another one, and I, I think that's what's our biggest concern right now is, and that's why suit hasn't yet been filed. And and people are really asking. I know both of you that and asking us that is that we're really trying to get as much information as possible and not leave a single stone unturned to understand truly what is happening in the Brownsburg school system, and what we were discovering um, is far beyond. Uh, the two incidents um, that we were aware, we're now aware of, um, and you know, and concerns multiple other children, and uh, you know, that's that's our big concern, and that's why we're trying to take our time and make sure um, that we have a full picture of what was occurring, um, and how long it was occurring, and how many children it was occurring with. Now, we mentioned there's a second video. Can you tell us anything about this other video? Is it the same child, different children, uh, same day, different day? Like, what information can you give us? Well, uh, yes, and we were surprised uh, upon receiving this because, you know, at first uh, we'd only heard about one video, and and now there's, there's another uh, we wonder if there's more on top of that. Um, but it, it does involve uh, the same child, unfortunately, and appears to be around the same time. Um, but uh, it's it's shocking to see it, just as it was shocking to see the first video. I, I think the one thing that people probably don't realize is that there is a lot going on behind the scenes right now, like collecting um, these videos. But we have been fighting with the school every single step of the way, fighting over the videos, fighting trying to get into the public school and take a tour, um, fighting to uh, turn over Brownsburg school police videos, Um, We've just been met with resistance every step of the way, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people just don't see. Yeah, okay, so let's get into that. Catherine, Michael, Tammy Meyer, our guests, they're the attorneys for the the special needs student who's forced to eat his own vomit. So just to be clear, you guys have a video of what appears to be more abuse of this same kid in the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. 
That's correct. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the pushback because we are told uh, all the time when the red-shirted teachers come to the state house and protest, hey, we're for the kids. We're all about the kids when these referendums pass all over the state. It's, it's for the children. And you're telling us that you are getting immense pushback on just getting information, not just from the Brownsburg Community School Corporation, but also the Brownsburg School Police? which is a division of the school. So uh, when you say Brownsburg School Police, it's really the school. And so t- tell us what the pushback is like, because you would think if indeed this these, these schools are for the children and, and it's about the kids, they would be giving you whatever you wanted to help this kid. Can you kind of walk us through what you're talking about when you say you're getting pushback from the school? When we talk about pushback, it means that we're having to get them to be compelled by the the order of a hearing officer to actually provide us what we're asking for. They're not doing it voluntarily. Um, they're not doing it upon numerous requests. We're often having to uh, get, you know, find witnesses uh, to even let us know of the existence of other documents. Um, and so that's, that's what we're talking about. Numerous motions um, to try and get each little piece. And as far as, you know, videos of other children, you know, right now uh, we can only get videos that really concern this particular child because that's who we're representing. Uh, we, we certainly have reason to believe at this point that there were other children. Um, and, and that's partially when we say we're not leaving any stone unturned, where we are you know, actively talking and recruiting uh, witnesses to get that full understanding of what we have going on here. Um, and so it has been, but it has been a you know battle since day one, even to get this, you know, our client's own documents. And so, and that takes time, right? If a if a school is refusing to turn over documents or saying documents no longer exist, which is, you know, we have affidavits where they're claiming, you know, some documents never existed. Um, that for us has been a big concern. And I'm going to let Tammy touch on some of our other concerns, um, including that seclusion room yeah. that we talked about last time, Rob. Real quick before you do that, though, because I just I just want to yeah. hammer home this point. Uh, Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer are our guests. They're the attorney for the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg. You have the police, the school police, who are an arm of the school corporation and the school, who they know that there is potentially more kids, kids, children, Mm -hmm. who have been abused in this school system. And you guys, the attorneys, are simply saying, look, we are trying to get the information to see if there's other victims out there. And you have the school and the school police who are fighting you on getting that, just simply trying to find out if more kids have been abused. I feel like I must have missed a step here, but you're telling us that. That's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. But one thing that's very interesting, Rob, is that we're starting to see now that things have cooled down a little bit, uh, we're starting to see people um, daring to come forward and they're calling and they're they're calling and they're emailing and they're telling us that they've witnessed things um, and that it's it's not just this child and it's other children and it goes way, way back. All right. So um, let's for years. Let's hear about you guys got a chance to tour the school and you got a chance to tour and go into and be a part of. We talked about this last time, this quiet room that most people have no idea exists, which is apparently where they toss special needs kids if they misbehave. Tell us about how horrific this room actually is that exists in a Brownsburg elementary school. Uh, It is awful. 
it is absolutely awful. And I went in it and the door got closed. And I tell you, I wanted out of there really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a padded small closet um, with a beanbag chair that's soiled. That's where they're putting these children. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. If you're just joining us, our guest uh, this hour, Catherine, Michael, Tammy Meyer, they're the attorneys for the special needs student who's forced to eat his own vomit in Brownsburg. All sorts of breaking developments in that case. They are in possession of, of another video, what appears to be abuse of this child. They uh, viewed the, the quiet room that special needs students are put in uh, in Brownsburg. And when we come back, we're going to get the details on this quiet room. This is such a huge story, and I cannot believe that more news agencies all over central Indiana aren't all over this, that kids are subjected to this. And uh, Tammy was actually put in the quiet room, and we're going to get a full detail of what that was like when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. I'm your masters of war. Here that build the big guns. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Continuing our conversation now with Catherine Michael, Tammy Meyer. They are the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat his own vomit. There have been uh, multiple criminal charges related to this, and these two very brave attorneys continue to fight for this boy and his family. And they're fighting everybody. It sounds like in the Brownsburg Community School Corporation, including the school police, to get necessary information uh, to try to move forward and one of the things they were able to do and we closed the last segment with this was they were able to Catherine and Tammy were able to view and be in this quiet room that we've heard so much about where special needs students are essentially locked in um, it appears if they misbehave so Catherine Tammy want to get into your tour of this quiet room because it sounds just horrific but the thing that stood out to me is you said it wasn't even labeled as a quiet room. It was labeled as what? What is vestibule? Yes. Just like you're going to go down a hallway, except there's a dead end there and a lock on the door. Okay. So, Tammy, I guess because you were, I guess, Catherine, you said, Tammy, you go first and put her in this quiet room. I, I did. And I, sh- I shut the door so that we could actually have the experience of, of what this was. Um, and I think what was the most shocking is, you know, talking to witnesses that include, uh, you know, former aides, former teachers um, who have worked in this corporation. They weren't keeping track or, re- you know, recording how often or how long um, children were being left in this room. Um, there, you know, so there are parents out there who don't know, um, especially if they had non-ver- if they have nonverbal children, what was happening to their child on a day by day basis in these schools and that's what you know we're, we're coming to realize that's why you know this case when we took it rob was was simply about one child who we you know had knew had been forced to, to eat vomit okay that was when we took this case mm-hmm. what we're uncovering is just truly god awful about what was happening to the children in their life skills program on a regular basis and and i think that's the message we want to get out there is if people have information now is the time for us to truly shine a light in this closet and get this system fixed because it's not going to be fixed with this one child who they're going to fight with us over you know getting anything and everything it's going to be fixed if we have enough people coming forward and saying here's what i saw here's what 
by experience. Um, I'll provide this information. Um, and, and I know we're, we're hearing from a lot of people who are scared um, because they're worried. You know, if, if I saw something and I didn't report it, am I going to be charged uh, with failure to report abuse? That is that is a, a frequent uh, a chorus that Tammy and I are hearing. And that's something that, that we can certainly on, you know, if you're listening and this is, is you, you know, that's certainly something we can take up with the prosecutor. Um, because the, the important thing here is most of the individuals we're talking to didn't know, right? They were their young teachers, young aides, didn't know if this was abusive. Uh, it, they have no training. Uh, they're being told by older teachers, this is just what's done. Um, and so these individuals, right, didn't have any training on what they were supposed to do. And all that goes into context. And we'll also keep your information confidential um, if you contact us. That's, again, Rob, that's the fear we're hearing from people because we're getting a good information, I can tell you that. But that fear is um, we know what's, you know, we know what, what's happening. How can you protect us? Um, and we're going to do everything in our power to truly expose this system and protect those who come forward uh, to do that along with us. All right. We'll have you give out the information here in just a second on how people can get a hold of you. Casey, go ahead. So, Catherine or Tammy, you said that you had received a lot of pushback from the school on getting information. Did you receive pushback on getting into that quiet room and seeing what that was like? And I'm wondering if one of you can describe how it felt to our listeners so that they can get a sense of what that room was like. Yeah, we we did get pushback uh, on even going into the public school. Uh, Think about that for a second. Going into a public school, we got pushback. Um, So once it was ordered um, that we were allowed to go in and and do our uh, visit and inspection, um, they obviously could not hide uh, the seclusion room for us. We specifically asked to see that. And it was very frightening being in that room. And I'm an adult. Um, and having that door close and you hear a lock behind you and you're in this teeny tiny little room and you don't know when you're going to be let out. It was terrifying. Uh, I can't imagine what it is for a seven or eight year old child. And then think about a seven or eight year old child who is nonverbal autistic being put in there. Um, it's just, it's, it's terrifying. Is there any, is there any way, cause I think this is what people need, need to know. Is there any way in your opinion that the, a room like that could exist and the things like that could be going on and the superintendent, Jim Snap, uh, not know about it? I mean, is there any way this could be just some rogue thing that's going on? Or is this something that the, the upper echelon at the school corporation is fully aware of what's taking place and that that room exists? They should be fully aware, and if they're not, something's wrong with that. All right, very good. So if people want to come forward, because I've had many people who have who have talked about this quiet room, experiences with their kids, and, and, and the ex- experiences that they had in terms of treatment, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way? And the initial correspondence, it all can remain anonymous, correct? That's right. So we have a voicemail number that people can call and just leave a message. They can leave their contact information if they want, or they don't have to. Um, The number, and I'll give it to you here, Rob, is 317-703-2170. 
Three Any one. and all information is appreciated. People need to come forward. Pe- people, if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. The attorneys will work through it with you. Um, people need to come forward. If you've experienced this, if you've been in the school system, what's the phone number again in case people were writing that down? 317-703-2170. All right. Um, you guys are doing great work. Uh, we love, uh, we hate that we have to keep getting updates on this. We wish the school system in Brownsburg would just do the right thing and help you, and the police there would just do the right thing and help you, but apparently they're going to make it as hard as possible, which totally, Casey, blows a hole in this narrative of we're in it for the children. You know what? Before we let Catherine and Tammy go, last time we spoke with them, we asked for an update on the mother and the yeah. child. Mm-hmm. And can you give us an update on how they're doing? Has there been any improvement? Well, the child is in a private school placement right now that is truly meeting his needs, is a safe and good environment where this type of thing, thank goodness, is not going to happen to him. Um, the mother is, is, and as I think we could all expect, is, is still really struggling, right? I think once your trust has been betrayed, um, it's, and, and I think I told you a little bit last time about the background um, of, the, of this family, mm-hmm. you know, once your trust is betrayed, um, you start to question anything. And I think that's where even finding out that more was happening to her child, it wasn't just this one day, um, has has been psychologically devastating. Um, and it's, you know, they, they moved to Brownsburg, had heard wonderful things about the school to make a new start after the loss of her husband. And um, I, I think this has just been um, truly soul crushing for her. And the fact that the school has, instead of, you know, coming in and saying, we are devastated stated that this happened and we are going to make every possible change to ensure this never happens to another child and you know we are are making changes within our system to have them instead fight her um to uh fight us um and to really and i think you know this is something i you know tammy and i said in the beginning to show no remorse about the fact that this happened. Uh, No sorrow. And I think that's where it comes back, Rob, when you said if it's about the kids. If this was about the kids, we would have seen this system say, we are going to fix everything from here on out. Yeah, Um, And that's not what we're seeing. And and I I speak for many, many people that are cheering for you guys. They're Mm -hmm. cheering for this boy. They're cheering for his family because there are some really gross people who have done some really gross stuff for a long time over there at the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. And I hope you guys blow the lid off all of it. I hope you expose all of it. I hope you never quit. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, people said, well, we're just worried there's going to be a settlement. It's going to go away. I said, oh, no, not with these two ladies running the show. It is not going away. And so uh, as a Brownsburg town taxpayer and a Brownsburg resident. I hope you ladies just keep fighting for this kid because there's some really bad people who need to have some stuff exposed and I'm glad you're on it. So thank you so much for being with us today, uh, Tammy and Catherine. Thank you so much for having us. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments. 317 559 Pain. 
888-344-8444. If you'd like to contribute your thoughts, questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever is on your mind, just keep it clean. All right, Rob, uh, I think somebody is trying to cause a fight. Uh-oh. Between us. Oh, no. Yep. They called and said that you were up to shenanigans while I was on vacation. Yep. Let's take a listen. Hi, Casey. You need to listen to um, the show from 11-6 when you were on vacation. Start listening at 1345. Rob said something really not very nice about you at 1351. He called you something that I will not repeat, but you really need to listen. I think he needs to be called to the carpet and address mm-hmm. this egregious thing he called you. Oh, now, really? What was it? I, I find it hard to believe that you would say anything egregious about Oh, really? Me. What was uh, it? I Well, let's take a listen. It was nice that he time-stamped it yeah, for me. Yeah, okay. Right? He said 11-6. So that was last Monday yeah, right. when Abdul was here in the studio and, with and, you. And we're led to believe this has been bothering this guy for 10 days because <laughs> it's the 16th. Or he just... He's been stewing on this for 10 days. <laughs> Either that or he just now got around to listening to... I'll too. get him. <laughs> I'll call All the right. voicemail. I'm I was very curious. What did you say about me? So I, I did the research. You I went, I went yeah. back to eleven six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I pulled it up, yeah. and thirteen forty five. You said something bad about me at thirteen fifty one. Let's roll the tape. You guys got to talk about we, th- we drank our toast to innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you know we've had a long running thing on this show about I of course love and appreciate great music. So Dan Fogelberg may be on my Mount Rushmore of people, and I am ridiculed for that. That's it. Is that what that was it? That was it. That was it. That's all he had? I didn't hear you say anything about me. In fact, I didn't even hear my name. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Casey, you're saying that someone <laughs> would just make something up about me? Send me on a wild goose chase. Casey, you're saying some random person would just say something that's untrue about me? <laughs> Casey, you're saying someone who hides under a cloak of anonymity would say something blatantly <laughs> false about me? No, what, that, that's never happened to me before, Casey. All right, Kevin, you were there. Did Rob say something mean about me i don't really remember that's so far back i mean i thought maybe he called you mom at one point (laughs) or referred to you as the mom of the show but i don't know i could just be making that out because i am a mom (laughs) casey this stuff happens to me all the time look it comes with the territory of being me Mm -hmm. and but it does it happens all the time where people have made me out to be the kidnapper of the Lindbergh baby. I've been a, you know, a Hitler. I mean, it, you, all the things that have been said about me mm-hmm. over the years that it used to. And this is where I learned very early on, if it bothers you, people will just keep doing it. And very early on, it used to like, I used to clap back at people. And now a lot of it, you just can't even, it's like so <laughs> random the stuff like this mm-hmm. like he time stamped it and everything and it's just wholly ridiculous yeah right? uh, I, all right so I, I, this, this is why i just for the most part I've stopped clapping back at people i've stopped responding to i mean in a weird way it is in m- much of it not all of it of course but much of it it's like you're that obsessed with me like the guy made up an imaginary timestamp. He's so specific. <laughs> Maybe he's got the wrong timestamp. But if if in fact you called me the mom of the show, uh-huh. so does that mean that I, I'm nurturing, I'm loving, I'm caring? 
Boy, those are bad things. I, like, I just, uh, How mean of you? This is my daily existence where anonymous trolls on the internet mm-hmm. or people under you know fake accounts or people who don't have profile pictures or people with an egg as their profile photo <laughs> or people with 93 digits after their screen. Like This is my existence, Casey, mm-hmm. and I have had to train myself over the years for much of it just to put it aside and go, well, I guess that's flattering that someone hates me that much to speak. And this, I mean, he time stamped it. He did. It was like, I think on Wednesday, Rob, 10 days ago. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like a Taylor Swift fan mm-hmm. with how he's just going after you like that. And he's very precise about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know what the egregious thing was that you said about me. I'll but get if, him. <laughs> I'm going to call the voicemail. But if it was in fact that you called me a mom, boy. Yeah. I, I'm okay with me. it. Don't you don't me even know. Yeah. I'm just kind of, uh, I'm just trying you know, to make like, trouble I, here. This is the thing. The things people say about me on the internet it's just you just go i don't even know where that one i don't even know where that one sometimes i will read them and just chuckle and go i don't even know where that one came from well and you know what if if it was in fact on 11 6 which was the day that abdul was in here yeah he's got to be wrong because abdul loves me yeah there's no way abdul would slander me in any no. way he would not sit for it no. he would not stand for and it casey you know me by now <laughs> look i did everything in my power to keep casey from getting this job because i wanted to work by myself and that's how stubborn i am if if i was going to say something derogatory <laughs> About you, you You'd know by now, I would face. do it right to your face. <laughs> right. I, the, the, whatever you want to say about me, everybody who knows me knows I am not a talk behind your back sort of person. Nope. You will get it directly to your face. <laughs> right. Okay, let's move on. Uh, somebody, yesterday, you had questioned John Fetterman. What's going on yeah, with him? Yeah, he's pro-Israel. He's pro-Israel, yeah. and you thought, is this guy changing? What is happening with him? Somebody called with a comment about that. Hi, guys. Listen the show today, and uh, you talk about Fetterman, uh, Congressman Fetterman, uh, or Senator, where the hell he is, big goon. Anyway, <laughs> you can call me Dr. Mike. I figured it out for you. When he had that stroke, before, before he had that stroke, he was a very far-left liberal Democrat. Mm-hmm. After he had that stroke, mm-hmm. that stroke he just destroyed that far-left Democrat part of his brain. Because if you look back, he's already said about that one senator that is doing the money laundering, uh, Minches or whatever his name was. Menendez. He needs to be out of out of out of a political, you know, job and go to prison. And then he was uh, proceeding over over the, the Congress or the Senate or whatever, and you know he was laughing because you know that one uh, congressman or senator was saying no to the military, you know. Appointments, mm-hmm. and you try thinking, yeah, why should we have to pay for abortions that you know a woman could take a pill and do the same thing, and just not ever have to worry about an abortion? So, you know, these issues, these are far right issues that he's kind of attaching himself with. You know, the the Superman he raised a really fat flag. You know, um, keep watching him. Maybe maybe he'll he'll become a a true conservative. And a fight for the good cause for America. God bless all of you. Stay soul. Okay, so he's saying that because of the stroke, he's, the old switcheroo. Yeah, he's changing. Huh? Uh, 
Interesting. I don't know. Maybe he has a new perspective on okay. things right. uh, that happens to people after they go through major medical issues. Yeah. They have. Uh, you want to bet that's what's going on, or just something stupid and weird because he's stupid and weird, <laughs> or like that guy called him a goon. Okay, so we had uh, Jim Merritt on yesterday, and we were talking about what's going on with the water in Boone County. Yeah. So if you missed this interview yesterday, this is this was Merritt. You know, some people, it's funny with Merritt, people are like, Jim Merritt is super liberal or a super liberal Republican. I can't, but the one guy called, I think this is why you were on vacation, was like ripping us that we had Merritt as a guest host. Maybe that's who was ripping yeah, on me. It's like, he's like, <laughs> I can't believe, Merritt's everything Rob rails against. And I can't believe that you would be have him on and be nice to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, Jim Merritt and I have been friends for a very long time. I have all sorts of friends of people who I disagree with. The people, because it would be weird if we agreed on everything. The people, and Casey will vouch for this. The people I get sideways with are the people who lie or deceive or deflect or who manipulate. The people who have different opinions than me, that's fine. We could disagree with that all day. Jim Merritt has always been very nice to me. He has always been super honest with me. We've had some great debates. And Jim Merritt is actually super a super valuable part of the show because no one, and I mean no one, has the institutional knowledge of Jim Merritt. He was in the Senate for 30 years. Now, do I agree with a lot of stuff Jim Merritt voted on? No. But if you want to learn the process and how the process works, Mm -hmm. which conservatives need to do a better job of understanding, no one has a better institutional knowledge than Jim Merritt. So we were talking to him about something that requires a great deal of institutional knowledge, which is this plan which has all sorts of people up in arms, as it should, to siphon off millions of gallons of water weekly, 100 million gallons plus a day from Tippecanoe County to Boone County Mm -hmm. to placate the governor's pie-in-the-sky fantasy island of this LEAP district in which he's already using the IDC, so by default the governor, is using hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars taken from poor and middle-class people and giving them giving that money and those incentives to some of the largest, richest corporations in the world. Case in point, number one, Eli Lilly. Mm -hmm. And the people in Tippecanoe County are saying, wait a second, we are not going to have our quality of life potentially ripped away from us so that the governor can make his elitist crony buddies super happy down there in Boone County. And so there's a whole bunch of pushback on this plan to move that water. All right, well, somebody wanted to call and make a comment about that conversation. Hello, Casey and Kendall. I listened to your report with Jim Merritt about the water issue with LEAP. So you can call me skeptical. How do we know that the Indiana Finance Authority is not going to be under a tremendous amount of pressure to have a favorable result as far as plenty of water for this project? How do we know that? And if this was such so important to bring these people in or this an entity... Why didn't Eric Holcomb do this from the beginning? Mm. Um, so uh, you can count me as very skeptical of this. I mean, our governor should have known better. He should have done this from the beginning. Um, now, if you lived up that way and you had a, a home on that and you were relying on a well and you were downstream of this project that's going to take all that water from that area, would you feel good about this? This is really kind of common sense. I wouldn't want a well downstream of this. This this river flows all the way across central Indiana and goes through Terre Haute and all the way to Evansville. That's going to impact the, the environment all the way downstream with wildlife and just habitat and many, many people who are reliant on that on that river. 
So you can count me as someone who's very skeptical. Oh, no, he's right. So Mm -hmm. one, no, right. I am not a person who believes the Indiana Finance Authority is going to give you some sort of uh, neutral observation here. They've already started this process. They're already too far in on leap. They're not going to let Holcomb fail. The Republicans are in bed on this because they have given hundreds of millions of dollars to make leap work. However, what this does is it now buys time for the legislature to be able to try to enact something in the next legislative session, which will hopefully, through a legal mechanism, put the pause on the governor and the economic development, Indiana Economic Development Corporation from moving forward with this. And the Indiana Capital Chronicle article had multiple lawmakers, especially people who represent those areas, expressing skepticism. I say this is somebody, and this is one of the same things that has come up with this uh, disastrous aquatic center in Brownsburg. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. We've already got issues with people having who are on wells, et cetera, with water issues in Brownsburg. Now you're going to pump who knows how much each day into this stupid aquatic center. How do you know that it's not going to affect water quality, which already sucks, in Brownsburg? And you know what you get? These people never have answers to these things. And so this is a bigger, a much bigger issue, the use of our natural resources, not for the survival of humanity, but rather to placate some guy's pie-in-the-sky dream by which he's going to attract all sorts of out-of-state people and out-of-state corporations who don't share our values Mm -hmm. because he judges his success Mm -hmm. based on how many bright, shiny objects he can erect into the air. He's changing the landscape of the Hoosier State to satisfy his legacy, and that's actually something that I brought up when we were on with Jim Merritt when we were talking with him, is how is the IFA report going to be any different than the IEDC Yeah, and and it's not. Look, they're going to go forward with this, but what this does do is it buys time for hopefully the legislature to do do their jobs for once. I know that goes against every fiber of their being to actually grow some hair on their peaches and stand up to this governor. But you people, hopefully next legislative session, will do your damn jobs and put a stop to this. All right, we've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 1052. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And I love saying this part. Hammer joins us in the studio from the number one rated Hammer Woo! and Nigel program. Hello. That was an amazing interview both of you did with mm. those attorneys talking about Brownsburg. Yeah. So, that was appointment listening. Like, I was in my car, and I'm coming to work, and I got here, and you guys were still having the conversation. I stayed oh, in my car you. to hear the rest of it. We had a lot uh, We had a lot of information we had to cover. Yeah, so, so if you missed the interview, Catherine Michael, Tammy Meyer, the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat his own vomit, came back on with us. They claimed to be in possession of another tape showing this kid being a abused, and then talking about touring that quiet room that they allegedly stick special needs students in, it's like some sort of, basically like, sounds like a torture room out of a horror movie. You want to talk about lack of transparency? The quiet room is labeled vestibule. There's your first sign right there. Now, I know a lot of schools have certain rooms where they will send problematic students, but I don't believe there's anything 
too bad about it. It's almost just like a separation type of deal, right? Yeah, and and, and so I have a friend whose son is a special needs, very high functioning, but special needs, and was locked in that room one day. Mm. And it's been five years on. They had to end up sending him to private school. It scarred him that much. And he's a good kid, well-behaved, makes good grades at a private school, you know, has some behavioral issues as a young kid that they worked through. And it's like something out of like Jigsaw or something. You expect a little guy to come crawling out on a bicycle locking kids in there like that. And the story in Brownsburg is so sickening and heartbreaking because it isn't like this is allegations, right? These people have been charged. Yeah. People have been charged with this. So this isn't like, oh, Hammer and Rob and Casey, they, they're just speculating. No, there's tapes. This happened. People have been charged. And I'm floored that this isn't a much bigger story Across the city of Indianapolis. Where's those 2Ls over there to verify this? Right. Where are those weasels at the uh, Channel 13 Verify program? Yeah. Get the guy that dives in dumpsters, the 02Ls. (laughs) If he's not too busy carrying the water and licking the boots for Camp Atterbury, maybe he could jump on this story. Well, and and the fact that these attorneys are alleging that the school corporation, who's supposed to serve the kids, and they know this happened, and the school cops, who are at the directive, clearly, of, I mean, no... Everyone there is under the direction directive of the superintendent. The fact that they are making life hell on these attorneys to get information, it's very clear. Let's just lift the veil, lift the mask. This is not about kids whatsoever. It's these about are, CYA. Right. And you've got this. Look, Jim Snap, the superintendent out there, is gross. He's been gross for a long time. And the, the idea that this quiet room exists and we're what we're led to believe he doesn't know what's going on his, on his own schools and yeah. the fact that they claim they one of these beanpack chairs in there is soiled and you're throwing kids in there yeah you gotta be kidding me why isn't this a bigger story is it because there's no african-american involved here mm. maybe that's something because tony kennett and i had this conversation last night when he joined our program this you know hate crime that happened in las vegas Had the races been reversed, there'd be marches everywhere across this country. There'd be things on basketball courts and there'd be protests and riots. You know, if a black kid was stomped by a group of white kids for the sake of his skin color, that would be a huge story. Yeah. And in Las Vegas recently, it was the other way around. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it a few places, but it's certainly not earth-shattering news if you watch any sort of coverage. Well, and where are these people who ran for the school board on diversity, equity, inclusion? Where's Mike Wells at on this? All these people who claim to love kids and care about kids, they know what happened. The facts are not in doubt here, and they have to know the school board, Mike Wells and Eric Hilton and the rest of those idiots, have to know that they're super superintendent and that administration is doing everything in their power to keep these attorneys from getting the information. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this is a minority student that's at the center of this. I believe it was a Hispanic. That's my understanding. Yeah, that's my understanding. So again, where's the coverage here, right? Where are the other stations? And listen, we can be critical of the other news agencies in the city because we live here and we kind of dabble in this industry ourselves. It's shameful the way some of these TV stations in the city ignore big stories like where the mayor was during the riots, yep. who was calling the shots, why they won't release the audio tapes, and what's happening with students in schools that are being picked on Care and about this kid. School board administration, care about this kid and help these attorneys get the truth. What's coming up this afternoon? You, Rob Kendall, off the rails. Oh, that's Right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.